Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast, and we are continuing on with Legends Week here on the show. We've had some amazing people this week as we turned 200 years old episode-wise, and I'll tell you, today's guest, it's an honor to have uh, with us. He has written this fantastic book, uh, Straight out of Compton, My Untold Story, we're talking to DJ Yella of the legendary international group uh, NWA, and uh, he has written this fantastic book talking about his journey and telling his story about just his life and career. And it's interesting because during his career, you know, he was the co-producer alongside Dr. Dre, and together these guys were one of the hottest uh, producing teams of high-powered productions for that era and Ruthless Records. And during that short span of time, they, the company and just them and everything combined would sell millions of albums. It's very fascinating. Uh, DJ Yellow, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's an honor to have me. And you read the book. That's the good thing. Well, it is an honor to have you because, I mean, we're talking about just a lifelong career. And I think most, I mean, a lot of people are familiar. I'm 47. So I remember the middle school days passing your cassette tapes <laughs> through the school bus and uh, oftentimes uh, taking the cassette tape from that album and putting it inside another cassette tape of, <laughs> I don't know, White Snake or Motley Crue or something like that. Uh, because, I mean, clearly... The message and the power that you guys had through your lyrics, I mean, you guys were the pioneers of freedom of speech, really, I think. That's the first time I heard that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, it's very true because, I mean, we talk about freedom of speech and the way that you and the guys sort of decided to take on the culture uh, and to approach things was, I think, really pioneering because there were other groups around uh, at the time, that enemy, you guys were yeah. public enemy, uh, you know, run DMC yeah. and a lot of other groups who I, I have to say were doing obviously great things. But you guys, I think, were probably the most vocal and honest and upfront about what. Well, was we kind of did say. ours different because when we opened our front door, that's what we rapped about. What's yeah. going on in the streets, not Disneyland, not New York, not, you know, places we've never been. And the thing about it, when we open our front door, that ghetto is all around the world. So people can yeah. understand. Yeah, I think that's it was a way for people, obviously, who like myself, who were, were extremely far removed from the culture of the time, yeah. but were self-aware, obviously, whether it was parents or kids 
parents that were talking about your music yeah. and, and what you guys were up to was fascinating. And of course, there was the movie that came out a few years ago, which was a biopic, which kind of presented a story of how things went for you guys. But I like the book because we get an honest and upfront approach. And you say this yourself in the book. It's essentially a story from rags to riches, yeah. back to rags yeah. to yeah. <laughs> a new, a new, new life. And that yeah, is really why, <laughs> and that's the positive spin on this yeah. because you, you could have written a book where you, you know, this is my side yeah. of the story. This is what happened, yeah. this, that, and the other, but instead you've chosen to not do that and really just talk about your life, yeah. which we didn't get a lot of in the film. So let's talk about this book and really, obviously there's a big message here you want people to get, yeah. but was it a challenge for you to finally kind of decide, okay, I'm going to write this book and just talk about my story. I mean, what was the genesis of the idea when you, when you decided that you wanted to tackle this topic? Well, the funny thing is I've never read a book before, you know, school. I did my 12 years, you know, who reads a book in school? Not in them day. You go get the answers out and you're done, but I never yeah. opened a novel, any kind of book before. Never, you know, magazines, articles, you know, but never a book. And it's crazy. God gave it to me during the whole pandemic. It took me a year and a half and he gave it to me. And the thing about it, such details of stuff that half of the guys don't remember even happened. I mean, I, I, I got details from four or five years old all the way to 2020. And it just came to me and I wrote the book. And, it, and I didn't write the book as to make me or I the topic. It was we. We did this. This is how we did this. This is what happened. You know, stuff like that. Our mistakes. No lawyer. Didn't know about publishing, writing. You know, all this stuff is kind of, it's got a lot in there. Telling my story, but it's also teaching new artists about things and it just got so much in there. You read it. You you know what's in there. Yeah, you share a lot of personal stories about your family yeah. uh, growing up. <laughs> in the beginning of the book, it's, I don't know, I found it amusing. Mm -hmm. You're talking about this, that, and the other, yeah. and you're like, by the way, parents, don't bathe with yeah, your children. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never uh, understood that. You know? <laughs> it was nothing I funny love that. going on, but I just no, I never no. understood. Like, But people yeah. do that. You know, I'm like, you should do that. <laughs> no, well, especially I co-parent and, mm -hmm. and like information. He's seven. Yeah. So information travels back and forth. Yeah. So if something like that were to happen or just yeah. any kind of bizarre thing yeah. where a child might say something, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. mom's like, hey, I, I'm just kind of clarifying yeah. this piece of information because it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I mean, you're just very transparent. And again, it's not about. You know, well, I'm telling my yeah, story. Yeah. It's like, this is what we did together. And chronologically, you go through year after year, pretty much of when you released this record yeah. and what was going on and sort of what was going on in your life. So you wrote the book during the pandemic yeah. and now it's available for people to buy. I'm very curious, what has the response been? Have the other guys read it? have they reached out to you or are you just kind of put it out there and you've been getting, I'm sure a lot of positive yeah. feedback because I've been watching a lot of interviews. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's amazing. Everybody that comment on my Facebook or Instagram or, or it got five stars on Amazon. Everybody liked the story. They get different parts, different things from it. But I, I, I wrote the book. I didn't 
you know, I don't think none of them have read the book. I just sent Dre a book about a week ago or so, but I didn't write it to say this is my story. This is no. this is just the story that I have. This is what I live. You know, I didn't pick my journey, but I went down at my journey, and it just it just amazing that I wrote it. I never wrote a book in ninety three thousand eight hundred words. You know, <laughs> I'm like that's a lot of writing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you, you know, are working with a publisher yeah. and they come back to you and say, and people might not know that, but mm-hmm. like publishers are like, hey, can you change this? But you know, are you sure you want? I've, I've self-published it, so okay. I didn't have to answer to anybody. I just had uh, uh, this girl that's a uh, English major. She just, I just told it over the phone and she just typed it and then she corrected it, spell check, you know, all this stuff. Make sure it's in form because she does books and stuff, but Okay. It's all me writing it. It's all me. And God what gave me the influence to write it. I mean, how can I remember detail? I mean, I'm very details. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys lived quite the life, really. <laughs> like, and defining, and I say that in a way of just to experience what you guys experienced at such young ages yeah. and the boost to stardom and celebrity so quickly and obviously at the beginning throughout the book you always you talk about your faith a lot and the fact that you when you you knew from a very young age like this is what you were destined to do like you didn't know the what or the how necessarily but you knew that something great was going to happen for your life and and now you can look back on it and go and, okay and the funny thing i never thought about you know when I was young, you know, when I played the drums, I just, okay, I just played the drums. I got on the drums and just played them, you know. I never knew that would be a part of my life later on. You know, it just, I never, even in the book, I never dreamed of being on stage and stuff like that. It just, when the times happened, it just like, wow. It's just like it grew from small to big to big and huge. And it's just, wow. It's amazing when I look back on it. I'm like, "Ooh, I did all that. <laughs> I went through I know, all this." <laughs> it really is, and when I say an honor, I, I don't just say that yeah. because to to talk to you is a piece of I feel. Again, we mentioned mm-hmm. pioneers of free speech, but really, just a piece of Americana, yeah. honestly. Because like there again, there were groups at the time when you were out and about, and I'm sure you probably would cross paths from time mm-hmm. to time. But what you guys were doing and saying was definitely not what people had been used to. Oh, and yeah. Again, I, I refer back to the movie because really, I think that's what most of us have as a chronological reference yeah. to your life and kind of how, and I know there's artistic license with some yeah. things kind of like this happened and that happened, but really you guys just exploded onto the scene. I, I'm interested to find out because you you get connected with the guys and you kind of start doing your thing and you talk about it in the book and and I want people to read the book so we're going to link it in our show notes so people can buy it but was there a particular moment when you guys were together where you knew this is going to be it for us like we are we're bigger than we realize that we are and the the future is going to be huge for what we're doing musically and um, 
I don't want to say politically, but yeah. really just kind of pioneering a different genre of, of culture and entertainment. You know what's crazy? I don't think I mentioned it in the book. I didn't explain it. We, when we did music, it wasn't, we just did it to make a few bucks. We ain't yeah. talking about major money. We just talking about a few bucks, you know, locally. That's all we thought it was going to be. We never thought, oh, yeah, we're going to have gold records. We're going to have platinums and triples and this Hall of Fame movie. If we would have thought that, we wouldn't be talking here today. But we just no. went in and just did our music. We said the, the lyrics that we opened our front door and see, and we just did it. It just, and we did it as, this is what we like to do. This is the way we did it. If people like it, great. If people don't like it, great. But people can relate, and we just... It's just amazing. It just, as I think of, you know, I think about, I don't think about it too much. But it's like, wow, we did a lot, but we never thought in the beginning, oh yeah, we're going to be big. We're going to be there. No, never. That was never on our mind. Yeah. I don't know like how it possibly could be necessarily because what you were doing, I think was so different yeah. and you guys were just friends yeah. hanging out. And I, I can imagine, and I'm surmising and please, correct me, but it probably wasn't until you started getting some national attention and some radio play and the press. There was no social media. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. at the time if there was an Instagram or oh, a Twitter yeah. or a Facebook? <laughs> My God. You guys, I mean, who knows? Yeah. It was like the Beatles, yeah. really. Like you, The reach would have been yeah. quadruple well, what it was, well, but like it was now, still pretty big. The reach is there around the world now. I just did an yeah. interview an hour ago from South Africa. I'm like, wow. wow, really? It's just, it's amazing how we touched a lot, but we really didn't touch a lot until the movie. And the movie was just, you yeah. know, social media just there, just instantly everywhere. Yeah, and I think that film, I've watched it a few times, and I, I find it just very interesting to see you guys, how it's presented, you know, you wrote some of your, classic songs yeah. you know that people know and are super familiar with but then there's all the other deep cuts yeah. and all the other music um you know that you guys did that that is still amazing because it's all lyrically again just fantastic yeah. in the book um i think it's chapter eight you talk about your last year or your last year together with easy oh, yeah. which we all know the story yeah. And outside of the negativity, you went to his funeral. And at that point, from what I understand and what you've talked about in the past, at that moment, you were like, okay, I'm done musically. Like, this is it for me. Oh, yeah. And I know they talked to you later about maybe doing like greatest hits and stuff. But like, was that a tough decision to make to go, okay, this is it. Like, I'm done, you know, regardless of what may or may not have been happening inside the bubble. You know, when I was standing next to the grave, they just pounded the dirt on the, you know, the casket and, and everybody kind of trickled away. It was only a, just a handful of people there. And I stood there and I said, you know something? I'm done with music. It was that quick. It wasn't, should I think about, no, that was it. It was like, it just left out of me. I was like, okay, I'm done. Wow. That's it. That quick. Didn't care. Cause I never was in this for the money. I never did it for the right. money. Even like the book. I didn't write the book for the money. I wrote the book for the testimony. 
it, it just that instantly I just said, you know, some I didn't think about it before that moment. It came to me. I said, I'm done with music. You know, a year later, they wanted me to do this three different thing. But that was it. I never done no more music since then, since 96. Yeah, I mean, to to know the reach that you you all had, it's crazy. Like if you just go onto YouTube I mean, there are like acoustic covers of your guys' yeah, songs. Like there's country. <laughs> Somebody did a country version of Automobile, oh, which I, I thought was heard really it. I heard about it. It's funny. Like, oh, it's quite interesting. Um, although that was, yeah, I mean, just uh, a lot of the songs. I think even No Vaseline, there's like a like country oh, version wow. of it, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and uh but yeah the, it's just great so you talk about that and then again we mentioned that you delve into you talk about your faith a lot yeah. and in chapter 13 even the title is you know i'm on a mission from yeah. god that's the moment where things but you change know, the crazy and part is, up until that moment i never knew nothing about god i never looked yeah. i never i heard of the name i heard of jesus that's it i just you know i see the little christmas thing with the little the manger and the Mary and Joseph. That was it. I knew nothing about it at all. Wasn't looking nothing at all. Yeah. That's usually how it works. Yeah. That's how it happened for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not uh, expecting it. Yeah. And then I get invited to this thing and that thing. And one thing leads yeah. to another. And, you know, here we are. So the movie at the end of the chapter, you're talking about the movie coming out. I'm very interested to know. So you, there's probably talk about this for a long time that they wanted to do a biopic of the story. Mm-hmm. 10 years. You guys, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. For a long time. And finally the stars aligned, the movie becomes to happen. You guys were involved quite a bit with it from what I understand as far as consulting and things like that. But did you have any particular feelings about the story being told as far as like, you know, we know we wanted to go out, but like, I mean, how can you cover an entire lifespan in an hour and a half? Like, yeah. I imagine those conversations had to be quite intense. Well, you know, so if you read the book well, remember the book well, rather, I didn't have anything to do with it. Nothing. They yeah. called me after the deal was done, you know, from the lawyer. Then when they said, okay, you be a consultant, I didn't consult on anything. I mean, the first day I went to the pre-production, I was the only one there that remember all the equipment so they can put it in the shots and stuff. I remember this, okay. the drum machine, this, this, this. I remember it. But that was all the consulting I did. That was it. Besides, one time Cube called me during shooting, the scene right before the um, the D- No Vaseline song came out. He said, what happened? I wasn't there. What happened? And I told him just what the character said. You got us. That's it. That's all it was. It wasn't people us sitting around. We're gonna break his neck, and no, nah, didn't, that didn't even happen. But it was that you got us. So that's all the consulting I did right there. So you know, I am. I'm, did you watch the movie? Oh yeah, no, no. I, you know, it's so funny. I watched the movie, the premiere, but then during that week when it came out, I went to theaters hopping. Oh, I went to a theater fun. every night for like four days in a row. Just to be in the crowd. Nobody knew I was there and just just to see it. I mean, I liked the movie. The movie was great to me. I mean, of course, yeah. it's only like 60 to 70% correct because 
they had to make some stuff look better or put a couple sure. of things together because it was too much to put in that two hours and 20 minutes. It was too much, too much information. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, there's a lot of story to tell. You mentioned that, you know, your hopes and your goals for people who read this book, uh, you know, discovering the greatest love and, and pursuing all these things. I want to know, like outside of everything that we talk about in the book and all the stories and focusing on the positive, like when somebody young like myself or younger uh-huh. or whoever decides to read it, what is your hope that people will take away from this and go, man, this, this book is life changing because I really feel like a better person. And I personally really felt like a better person after reading it. Just you know knowing something? you just said the answer. That's what it's supposed to do. Reach people. It's supposed, it, it, I made it to spread God's word. How bad of a person I was, which I didn't know I was bad. You know, I, I'm just <laughs> doing my thing. But bad as I was, three quarters of my life. Then he came and got me on the last quarter. And it just, it's to put the word out there. Just to drop a seed in the person. Maybe another person come along and water that seed. It's just... Just to show you my, for my reason for the book wasn't money. It was to show how good God was. He loved me even when I didn't know nothing about him. And he still came and got me. That's, I love hearing that. Like, amen to that. Because it's like, when we are in like the deepest, darkest pockets of our life, Christ, God reaches out to us and says, hey, you know, I've got you. (laughs) Kind of like, you know. Uh, and it's, there's no fear or no condemnation in that thought process. And just to be able to hear your testimony now and the fact that, you know, you look at your life at how you were and now how things have changed are so fascinating. Catching up to today, you're still working and doing music and DJing and touring. I I'm certain the pandemic probably put a damper on a lot of that. Like, Oh yeah. I, I haven't been on the road since, February, I was supposed to go, February 2019, I was supposed to go to China for a tour. And that, you know, got shut down. So I have not been on the road. And, and, and I'm not trying to get on the road just yet. I ain't, I ain't worried about all that, you know. I'm just focusing on the book. But you know what the craziest part is? I've been saying this for the past five interviews. People say, well, what are you going to do now? I say, I'm going to do the book. That's what, that's what I'm doing probably some a movie out of it or script. I have also a script sitting around, but the main goal is I'm going to be a preacher or a pastor. I love it. <laughs> That's where are you going to play your I'm church going. at? Cause I'll come visit. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. That is where I'm going. And my book is so crazy. I've been to a hundred countries maybe since the movie came out DJing, but now I'm starting to send the book to all these crazy all these different countries so that word is getting there getting to like you it touched you you know it really did yeah a lot of people say stuff just like you said it just like wow you know because it shows that even bad as we are that we ain't thinking about god we don't want no god he's still sitting there he loves us he's still waiting on us and, and it's a chance long as you breathing you got a chance to repent Long as you be, once you take that last breath, that's it. 
You don't get no more chance. The Bible says as it, how the tree lay, stands and when it falls, that's what it's going to be. So you want to be on that right road. <laughs> Amen to that. I, I don't know what else to say <laughs> other than, you know, I imagine the worship's going to be sick, uh, whatever church uh, that you're involved in. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm a deacon I love in it. the I church. Th- Me, a deacon. That is, I've never, matter of fact, me and my oldest brother is one. I, my oldest brother was on drugs for 30 years. Wow. I mean, and he quit off drugs in one night. That's it. Unbelievable. He, That's a testimony yeah, right he there. He cried out to God and said, you know, either this going to, because he had to stay in a sh- homeless shelter. Nobody in our family been in a homeless shelter. Wow. And he said, this is going to make me or break me. And he ain't looked back. And that's been about six years. He's been in the church, everything. Super fascinating. (laughs) This book is straight out of Compton, my untold story. We got a picture of it here for the video clips later. It is available on Amazon self-published. This is a must-read book for anybody who just... I don't even I don't even say just needs encouragement, but just needs a change and a life perspective. I'm excited. It would be great to see this as a film or whatever winds up happening next. And I appreciate your time and honesty. DJ Yella, thanks for joining us today on the show. Thank you. And and it was an honor. You know, it's it's an honor. And we got to got to talk about the greatest love of all. <laughs> That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.